Hello, and welcome to NurseCasts. I'm Joe Morita, Senior Acquisitions Editor for Springer Publishing Company. Today, we'll be talking about the Doctor of Nursing Practice. We're joined by Dr. Stephen Ferrara, Associate Dean for Clinical Affairs at Columbia University's School of Nursing. Last summer, Stephen wrote a great piece for DailyNurse.com on why the DNP is here to stay. That article attracted a lot of feedback from our audience, so we decided to invite Stephen to our New York City office to talk about it. We wanted to learn more about the acceptance and evolution of the DNP degree within the healthcare community. Here's Dr. Stephen Ferrara. Stephen, first of all, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience? Sure. So uh, I'm currently the uh, Associate Dean of Clinical Affairs at Columbia University. Uh, This is, uh, uh, I oversee the clinical practice uh, at our our university. We have three uh, physical primary care locations as well as a um, a house calls location. Um, The other role I have is uh, Executive Director of the Nurse Practitioner Association in New York State. This is the professional association for nurse practitioners in New York. Uh, And we are responsible for advocating uh, for the profession, reducing any barriers that persist, and uh, educating uh, nurse practitioners in New York State. Okay, great. So today we're here to talk about the Doctor of Nursing Practice, uh, more commonly known as the DNP. Could you first of all just tell us about the DNP? Yeah, so the DNP uh, was born uh, quite a few years ago in concept, and it's supposed to be known as the Practice Doctorate. Uh, it is the terminal degree in uh, for nursing practice, the other being the PhD. And when the PhD, of course, is the research side of things. Uh, and what this was supposed to be was the equivalent uh, of the PhD. PhD, but emphasis is on the practice side of things. So we're not churning out nurse scientists. We're churning out uh, nurse uh, uh, practitioners, uh, professionals who can translate that evidence into practice. And and that's the, the hardest challenge today is that we have lots of research going on. We have lots of data, but it takes on average 17 years to translate that into actual clinical practice. So what the DNP is supposed to do is give uh, the, the nurse, uh, the advanced practice nurse, the skill sets that they could take this knowledge and apply it to practice. And I, th- I believe the term is quality improvement. Is that right? Is that kind of the primary goal of the yes, DNP programs? Yes. There's a heavy emphasis on evidence-based practice as well as quality improvement. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you can't just uh, take a program that works well somewhere and just plop it down elsewhere and expect it to work. There are cultural differences uh, in the environment that you're working with. Uh, patients are different. So the idea is um, to have a process that uh, implements a a, a, pro, a a project, and then you continually have this feedback and this this continuous loop of feedback, so you can alter as you need to on on the go, and not wait till the end to make any changes. Okay. So, from a bigger picture, looking at the overall healthcare system in in this country. Um, my understanding is that the AMA, the American Medical Association, has historically had some issues with the doctor of nursing practice. I mean, there's been some articles they've published um, about that. Could you just talk about that a little bit? Well, I think one of the issues has been the, t- the title doctor uh, and uh, nurse practitioners being able to, to use that term. Uh, and and those, those nurses who have attained this degree certainly have the, uh, the right to use it. Uh, and we try very hard to make sure that we as nurse practitioners and any provider or any uh, professional that has earned the title doctor should have a qualifier as to say, 
in what? So it's doctor of medicine. It's doctor of nurse uh, of nursing practice. Uh, it's 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 a dental doctor. So you know, um, no one profession owns the title doctor. Uh, yes, in in traditional settings, uh, anybody with a lab coat is referred to as doctor. Um, but today, in the healthcare environment in which we live in, in which we practice in, um, there is many disciplines. It's a it's a multidisciplinary. Um, prof- uh, uh, entity healthcare is today. And we have to make sure that we're correctly identifying uh, who we are, the roles we play, um, and and really uh, do some uh, earnest patient education as to who we are and what we're doing. I think every every patient deserves that. Um, we all, uh, patients deserve to know who's treating them and who's involved with their care. Are the doctors just trying to uh, preserve their turf? Is, is that what they're doing, do you think? Or does it go beyond that? Um, I think it's 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 a new innovation in in healthcare, uh, and it's one that's not driven by medicine. And again, in medicine in, in healthcare today, it's it is multidisciplinary. So I, I think um, uh, you know we're all trying to find solutions, and uh, we're all trying to move healthcare forward as as complex as as it is. So you know I, I can't speak for them as to what their issues are uh, per se, but I know that um, this degree is supposed to um, enable. Uh, the doctorally prepared nurse to, to fulfill the challenges in healthcare today. And I think uh, anybody who's fighting against that um, needs to look at it. And I think we all need to be on, on the same page and, and tackle these issues together rather than trying to, to, to find uh, things that divide us. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, the American Association of Colleges of Nursing, AACN, um, produced a position statement on this practice doctorate in 2004. So it's not that old, actually. It's, we're w- moving up on 13 years where um, they've been promoting the DNP. How do you think it's been going so far? I think there's been a little confusion. Um, I think certainly with the number of DNP programs that are out there, we've certainly seen exponential growth in, in the DNP. But this sort of evolved from what used to be known as uh, the Doctor of Nursing Science, what was was out there at one point, and then there was the Nursing Doctorate at one point. So these concepts have evolved over time, and uh, the AACN has, has agreed that this should be the DNP. And, and this is the pathway to the terminal degree for nursing practice. So, so having said that, um, I think we've seen um, an embracing of this concept in the number of programs that there are, the number of graduates uh, from DNP programs that exist today. Um, and there was some um, confusion, I think, when uh, the idea was AACN had put out the recommendation that by 2015 that all programs would transition to, to the DNP as the terminal degree. Well, it's 2017, and that has not happened. And these things take a lot of time and a lot of effort. So we are beginning to see this this transition now. Um, I would remember a lot of um, uh, nursing students, nurse practitioner students would ask me, do I need to go back and get my DNP today because it's going to be mandated? And and I would tell them, you know, that was a recommendation by AECN. Nobody's mandating anything at this point. And, and for all intents and purposes, the, a lot of uh, existing graduates would be grandfathered in or grandmothered in into their roles where they wouldn't necessarily have to go back and get their DNP to maintain their position. This is really looking forward at the profession and, and saying, okay, as of uh, this date, all uh, advanced practice nurses or uh, uh, all uh, nurses would get their doctorate of nursing practice. Okay. And I, and I believe it's still the case today where 
the bulk of the nurse practitioners, even who are getting their nurse practitioner degree these days, are in a master's program. Is that still true? It is. The, by far and large, it is still master's. And uh, we're beginning to see um, programs that are uh, entry to, to DNP. So you come in as a, as a non-nurse and uh, you transition through the program and end up with a terminal degree. You have a bachelor's degree when you come in. Is that, is that right? Yes. Um, and in some, you know, and, and p- part of our, our challenge in nursing, uh, it's a challenge, but it's also a blessing is that there are so many pathways into, into the profession of nursing. You know, there's the associate's degree, there's a baccalaureate degree, and we're, we're not seeing so many of the associate's degree programs anymore. Um, in fact, a lot of the major hospitals will only, only hire a baccalaureate degree nurse. Um, but we've also seen a pr- proliferation of the second career nursing. These are uh, individuals who had a bachelor's degree in another in another uh, discipline and decided to go back and, and to become a nurse or a nurse practitioner. So there's an entryway for, for, for those folks to get into the profession as well. So um, admittedly, it is a little challenging to understand all of the pathways, and it can be confusing to somebody not in the profession. Um, but, but the good thing is that there are plenty of opportunities to get into the profession. And you know, today, there are 3.3 million nurses across the United States. You know, we represent the uh, largest part of the healthcare workforce. Right. Eventually, do you think all of the nurse practitioners are going to be trained at the DNP level? I do. I believe that's the ultimate goal. Uh, and it's not to say that there's a um, uh, one is better than the other. I think it's more of a robust skill set. Um, and traditionally, the number of, of, of hours that the master's prepared uh, nurse practitioner or nurse did was not far off from actually what a doctoral degree required. So we were sort of more than halfway there. Um, but it just really the, uh, the degree didn't exist uh, beyond 2004. So it took some time to sort of understand, okay, this is what it is. Um, and really the, the, the credit load is not all that much different from actually transitioning this to a, uh, to a doctorate degree. Right. Students in DNP programs often are, are they're experienced professionals. Some of them are already leaders. Is there a DNP job? Like when they, when they graduate, what is it they're doing? What's different about their responsibilities and what's kind of a normal job title if, they're, if you can even answer that question? Right. I, I think we're seeing um, uh, not specific DNP titled jobs right now. I think with the evolution of healthcare and the chaotic environment in which we live, we're seeing uh, DNPs. Um, being able to fill certain roles. So it, it could be uh, CEO of a hospital. It could be executive director of, of, a, of, a, of an association. I think this is where we see a lot of DNPs. But remember, DNP is the practice doctorate. So we're also seeing clinical leadership. Um, so it could be leading teams uh, within clinical environments that you know they're looking at certain um, patient outcomes and being able to um, tailor treatments uh, to those patients. So uh, we're not exactly seeing a lot in the job market that says, okay, this requires a DNP versus versus a master's. Um, so I, I think that's where we are today. Uh, I think you'll also see that in, in academia, you know, the, the DNP is not a pathway to teach uh, at, the, at the college level. Um, it would require additional uh, education for that practitioner or that, to that nurse um, to be able to teach. But it, it puts you on that pathway. Um, but the, the bottom line is to be able to always remember that it's about 
clinical practice. Uh, it's about improving patient outcomes or in improving systemic outcomes um, that is um, bringing you know into this healthcare system. I, I don't think we've talked about it, but I know if my understanding is that a fundamental part of what the DNP learns in a DNP program are leadership skills, which is kind of what you were talking about. I mean, they have to implement, you know, quality improvement, all yes. these kinds of things. They have to lead staff or yep. other kind of leadership skills. Could you talk about that? Yeah. Leadership is very much part of, um, of the DNP, uh, because uh, get, uh, as you said, we're, we're dealing with, um, uh, multi disciplines, uh, of, of individuals, uh, and the skill set that's required, uh, is one to be able to, uh, rally the team, uh, uh, gain uh, stakeholder support, um, be able to make the case, uh, be able to uh, 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 handle any challenges along the way. Uh, and these are, are some of the skills that uh, a student would get in a DNP program today. Do you think we'll see any changes to the DNP curriculum or kind of the goals of some of the national associations in the next five to ten years or anything like that, or is it pretty much set where you know where we are now? I think it's pretty much set. You know, the AACN has come out with uh, their essentials, uh, and this has been primarily the um, the the guideline that all schools of nursing um, that offer DNP use. That's not to say there won't be some tweaks along the way, but I think we're really um, um, uh, focused on evidence-based uh, outcomes, evidence-based care, um, and then along with the other um, important parts, which includes health policy and health economics and health informatics and all of these things that, that make up um, our healthcare system today. So I think we'll continue to see that emphasis. I don't think we'll see um, all that much deviation over the next five to 10 years. Are you interested in sharing the latest evidence-based nursing research with the DNP community? Or just want to stay up to date with the latest nursing research to advance your career? The Journal of Doctoral Nursing Practice is a biannual, peer-reviewed publication that showcases clinical excellence in the application of evidence-based practice. The content is appropriate for nurses at the DNP level. Submit or read relevant articles on clinical practice, patient care, practice issues, as well as innovative methods of teaching and evaluating advanced practice nursing, including the use of case studies. Learn more today at springerpub.com slash JDNP. So could you talk about the program at Columbia a little bit and how these you know, the DMP programs has affected it and what your goals are and your curriculum, Absolutely. et cetera. So we actually just made the transition at Columbia to uh, offer the DNP as the terminal degree. So there's no uh, uh, other way to become a nurse practitioner or advanced practice nurse at Columbia other than through the pathway of the DNP. So you have no master's programs at we Columbia? We have no master's programs uh, for, for the advanced practice uh, nurse. Um, Columbia's program is a, a little bit unique because we don't have that traditional undergraduate program. Um, our uh, nursing students are coming in as that second career uh, nurse. So they're coming in with that baccalaureate degree already. And it, it really um, it, it made sense from a few different perspectives. One, the recommendation is there, right, that we should be offering the, the DNP as a terminal degree. The second thing is um, we found that there's more financial aid available as a 
um, master's degree as I'm sorry as a back, as a DNP rather than as a baccalaureate and master's degree. Mm-hmm. So that helps our students. Um, it helps uh, the profession sort of move this along as as a DNP because what was happening before was students would get a second baccalaureate degree in nursing and then a master's degree uh, in as an advanced practice nurse. So now that's that has been retired. And uh, our first class has begun where uh, they enter as a non-nurse and they make their way through and uh, through the DNP. That's uh, interesting. And, and graduate with with that uh, with that degree as a and be eligible, you know, to become an advanced practice nurse at that point. Right. So, what kind of issues and obstacles did you face making that change from masters to DNP with your uh, program? I think it was mostly in um, conveying that to the students because not a lot of programs have uh, have made that switch yet. So it was convincing them why this is the, the way to go. There is an exit point. Um, so remember, these are non-nursing um, individuals entering the school. So they can actually, they're eligible to take their RN test at the end of what would traditionally be the master's portion. Um, so there's a stop point there, but must, uh, most do choose to go on and continue seamlessly through and, and get their DNP as an advanced practice nurse. And Columbia has uh, quite a few specialties for nurse practitioners and advanced practice nurses. We have a CRNA, that's a certified registered nurse anesthetist. There's the family nurse practitioner, adult general nurse practitioner, um, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So these are all the acute care. Uh, so we have quite a few specialties for, for the advanced practice nurse, um, which is somewhat unique in the, in the uh, landscape of, of, of uh, nursing education. So if you compare a master's level family nurse practitioner program mm-hmm. to a DNP level program, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Well, um, part of it is the additional hours that you would get in, in the DNP. Um, and I think you're getting a more robust understanding of what healthcare is today. So, you know, w- what we've seen in the last few years is, you know, uh, heavy emphasis on evidence-based practice. Now we're seeing that at the master's level where that used to only appear at the doctoral level. Now we're getting it at the master's level. So it's it's all of that plus. So it's it's being able to systematically look at uh, evidence, at, at journal articles, and critically appraise um, information and say, is this something that we can apply to our patient uh, or to our population of patients? That's the other big part is population health. So it's all about taking care of populations of health and, and understanding, um, uh, you know, uh, cultural um, competency today. We know that all patients are different um, and have unique uh you know, needs and, 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 and wants. And this degree is supposed to give you the skills to be able to bring that all together. And, and the name of the game is in improving patient outcomes. And that's why we do this. Improve patient outcomes, reduce hospitalizations, reduce anything that we may be able to, could have checked earlier and didn't. And, and that's what, why we do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Are, are you a DNP? I am. Okay. I am. Are you? Could you tell me about your educational pathway? Well, mine is somewhat uh, non-traditional. But they all are, aren't they? right? They all, all are. So <laughs> I was uh, I was a, a bachelor's uh, of science uh, biology major at one point. Um, finished uh, graduated school. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. I uh, my aunt, who was a nurse, had always been sort of urging me to look into nursing, and I, I did not um, until I had this epiphany one day, and I said, "Okay, let me look into this." So I did go back to school. Uh, I became a medical assistant. I became an EMT. I volunteered 
around the ambulance a little bit. Um, and then I, I did one of these programs where I was able to uh, get my accelerated baccalaureate degree. I had all the science prerequisites. And uh, uh, from there, I went uh, seamless through to the master's degree, became a nurse practitioner. And um, I practiced for about uh, seven years um, before I decided to go back and get the DNP. Um, there wasn't a, um, uh, a wide range at the time of DNP programs, so I waited. I, I, I uh, waited for the programs that uh, were important to me. What was important to me was to not find a program that just did strictly more clinical hours because I, I was – in the field, I was treating patients with diabetes. I was treating patients with asthma. I didn't necessarily need to know how to do that better. What I needed to do, I needed the skills um, to sort of bring that to, to populations of health and critically look at um, uh, evidence and data and apply that in a meaningful way. Um, so I did the DNP program and um, graduated in, in, in 2011 and um, I've been fortunate to have roles that have really meshed very well with the DNP. So one as, um, uh, as uh, executive at the uh, nurse Practitioner Association, um, which is really important um, to help advance the the um, nurse practitioners by reducing arbitrary barriers, which many still persist. Um, I'm also on the board of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, which is the um, National Association of Nurse Practitioners. Um, I'm their Region 2 director, which covers New Jersey, New York, and Puerto Rico. Um, and then my job at Columbia, which has been uh, just fantastic and able to apply what I've uh, learned in school directly to clinical practice. I mean, it's, it's very unique that we have a, a faculty nurse practitioner practice that offers primary care, um, three locations, and also house calls that we just started, too. So um, unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm very fortunate, and uh, it's just been uh, – I couldn't have written it better. I, I, I will say this is not how I planned it. Um, uh, I really didn't have a plan, but uh, I found things that have really uh, – I, I found passion in, and I've been able to sort of uh, – uh, find uh, positions that mesh very well with that. Okay. And it sounds like you believe in the DNP and it's been good for you and you think it's good for nursing. I do. I I certainly do because I think uh, there's a lot we don't know in, in healthcare. And, you know, you would think that's not the case in, in 2017. Um, but when you start delving through the data and you start looking at things, you could say, well, we really don't have good information on this intervention. And it really hasn't been studied in earnest. So uh, I, I am a proponent of, of the DNP. Um, I know sometimes it's still a hard sell for some people, especially the nurse practitioner who has been practicing for 25 years. They say, well, what's in it for me? Why would I go back at the expense? And, you know, they have to look at, at, the, at, at their portfolio, right? They have to say, is this going to make a difference for me? Nobody's mandating anybody to go back. But if you're looking to attain a, a different skill set that's going to broaden your horizons, give you opportunities that may not uh, otherwise uh, 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 be there, then I think the DNP is is a really really good choice. Uh, it's expensive, you know. I, I think that's 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 a, a big problem. Um, but I think we're seeing lots of uh, institutions, lots of hospitals are subsidizing it partially. You know, there's all types of of programs to help um, defer the cost. I am still paying student loans on my DNP, um, but you know that's available. And uh, I, I I would not be where I am today had it not been for that that degree and that decision for me to, to go back. So I, I'm, I'm a believer in it and, uh, and I 
I, I appreciate where I am. We didn't even talk about that. So how long are most of the DNP programs? Um, there's some variability because there's part-time options and there's full-time options. Um, they average from um, uh, one and a half to three years, depending on if it's full-time, part-time. A lot of the programs in existence are designed for those working nurse practitioners or advanced practice nurses already. So it'll, it affords some, some uh, flexibility. The program I, I went to uh, was uh, sort of uh, uh, had that executive uh, style where it was intensive uh, uh, you know, one day a month, there were there was a it was a hybrid program where there was online content as well, um, lots of reading, lots of uh, research, um, but it, it, I was able to do it working full time as well, and and I I believe most of these programs are designed for that. So in these programs, they go through their coursework, but I know at the end they have to produce a DNP project. Right. Could you just talk about the DNP project and what that entails? Sure. Um, so typically it's a, it's a project that is identifying a problem and doing the research to see if it's been solved uh, previously. And if it is, if it has been solved, what is the, the data on it? And could that be applied I- into practice? You know, I'll, I'll, I won't forget one of my um, professors said to me, unlike the PhD, this is not your life's work. This is not what you, uh, uh, which is very similar to the PhD. You know, somebody who's a neuroscientist who's doing their PhD, they, they tend to spend the rest of their careers on whatever they studied or did their dissertation on. What's really different here, it's the skill set. And, and I can't emphasize that enough. Um, we're able to look at problems that exist um, uh, in, in, in healthcare systems and analyze it, um, appraise the evidence, and put in a solution and reevaluate that process. So, so that's really where, where, where the, the project comes in. Um, the, nurse pra- the, the nurse, advanced practice nurses are given the skills to be able to look at any problem that persists, whether it's patients with diabetes and you know having problems uh, adjusting their hemoglobin A1Cs, which is the indicator of how well controlled their diabetes is, or looking at patients with asthma um, and why are they having these um, excessive exacerbations of, of asthma. So that's the, the key difference. Um, and I, I'll tell you, and my, my experience has been typical of what most CNP projects are. So we identified a problem. The problem we identified was uh, patients with uh, type 2 diabetes had uh, very high hemoglobin A1Cs. And despite many interventions, uh, their A1Cs remained high. So we, we, we had a clinical um, agency that we worked at. Uh, we did a lots of uh, assessment uh, of, of the environment that, that was there. Um, we, we found that a successful program was um, their uh, prenatal uh, classes. So their prenatal classes they did with groups of people and groups of um, you know, pregnant women and their, their, their partners. And they said, you know, this was very effective. This was very effective because they had uh, high engagement and, and good outcomes. So we said, well, why can't we do this for patients with diabetes? So we actually looked at the concept of group medical visits for patients with type 2 diabetes, where it was a multidisciplinary um, uh, a visit. So there was a nurse practitioner. Uh, there was a, a health educator. There was a nutritionist. And it was a whole host of an intense two, three-hour uh, visits with seven to eight patients. And what we found over that course was this group medical visit 
actually decreased hemoglobin A1Cs by one percentage point in the patients that went through the program. I mean, this is, this is fantastic because this is a non-pharmacological way of reducing um, uh, a, a very pervasive problem for patients with diabetes. So we were able to do that. We wrote about it. Um, and we implemented it. So that was the project in a nutshell. Uh, and then from there, we sort of individually spun off on that uh, into an individual manuscript. And a lot of, uh, of the requirements for uh, the DNP programs is to submit for publication, um, which is great uh, when um, you know there are publications that exist now. I'm going to give a plug for the Journal of Doctoral Nursing Practice, um, in which I'm the editor of. Um, and I think this is a perfect venue for those DNP projects. But one thing I would I would say to all those DNP students out there is not just to slap your uh, cover page on our on your manuscript and submit it to our journal. We really are asking you to look at the author guidelines, look at the types of articles and types of things we're looking at, um, and tailor it to our journal. Um, and you know we're trying to make sure that the knowledge that is gained in these DNP programs is disseminated and disseminated widely because what good is it if you do it uh, in a vacuum and it's not seen by, by every or heard by everybody? So that's where this really comes full circle. And I'm appreciative of, of the opportunity um, to, to be involved with the uh, Journal of Doctoral Nursing Practice. And uh, I think it's a great venue. And I think we're, we've, in the year and a half or so since I've been the editor, we've been seeing many, many more submissions. And I think we'll continue um, seeing that as more people are aware and, uh, you know, look at, at, at what's been published there and say, okay, this is, this is some good information that everybody needs to hear about. Stephen, thank you so much for all all of the information that you've shared with us, and we look forward to learning more about the DNP, and best of luck with the journal and everything else. Joe, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of NurseCasts. Let us know how you feel about the podcast by leaving a comment or review on our podcast page on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. 